Yesterday we discussed what the Mittler Rebbe explains in the first parak of Shara Tshuva that uh, there's a type of sin which is not forbidden not right in the Torah but nevertheless it's evil. That's when a person allows himself to be totally indulgent in the um, urges and gratifications of the body, of the physical, uh, of the nefesh abamis, and he engages in materialistic pleasures for their own sake, that causes a dying off of the sensibilities of the neshama, where the person loses complete sensitivity for anything which is connected with Kedusha, a mitzvah, learning Torah, he loses the, the excitement about those types of endeavors. And that's called moves in the Torah. Torah says choose life, meaning choose a type of lifestyle that will allow you, make you susceptible and um, conducive for, a, um, for the, the spiritual sensibilities, sensibilities of the neshama. And he said there are varying degrees in that. Some people are more indulgent in certain areas, and, it, um, and that indulgence, type of indulgence, will target a certain part of their personality. Some people, it's the heart, the ability to feel emotions. Some people, the ability to grasp with their minds lofty ideas in Kedusha. For everyone, it's different. But one thing they all have in common, that the evil and the numbness it hasn't penetrated to the very essence, to the very core. But then he says now, there is another type of evil, where a person is not only that they are susceptible to evil because they, the, the passions, the heat of the passions of the Yitzhah are so powerful that they often cause the person to fail, but the person still has a sense of regret and they would like to be different, but it's just hard and difficult. So there's at least some hope. But there's a type of evil where the person has lost complete interest in anything which is connected to Kedusha. This is called in the Parshish Nitzavim that Moshe Rabbeinu says, be careful, beware, lest there is someone in your community that is um, who tells himself, Sholem Yerli, life is good for me. I'll go after the desires of my heart. It's a type of person who has made a, a mental resolution that life is all about doing what I want. Such a person has made a decision that there is no point in pursuing things that you don't want. Your heart and your natural instincts and desires should dominate your life. This is what you should pursue. And it's a very um, cerebral decision. There's no excitement in this. He says, this is the worst. See, when somebody is um, struck by a certain passion, the heat of a desire to do evil, so, okay, they surrender, which is not good, and it does do a lot of damage to the sensibilities of the neshama, but it's not at the very core. It doesn't penetrate to the essence of the person. The person when the heat uh, evaporates, the person begins to feel regret. But then there's a person who's very cold, a very um, cool-headed decision that I follow what I want. Such a person has lost completely any sense 
of, of connection to this godly force, that cosmic divine force of Kedusha. He has attached himself completely with every fiber of his being to the cosmic force of Klippe, which we discussed yesterday, Keser the Klippe. Kisre de Misavuse, what the Zoya calls the crown of uncleanliness. That means he's become so um, united with that unclean source of life that he's become synonymous with it. And therefore he sees absolutely no issue with uh, this type of lifestyle. He says such a person is almost married to that Kisra de Misavuse, to the Keser of Klippa. And he's going to be definitely a, a receptive to an endless, incessant flow of energy coming from that source that will completely um, devour the person, consume the person by the forces of Klippa, the forces of evil. There's another issue here. A person who has let go of his life and has surrendered his entire soul to the power and the forces of evil is also feeding them, he's strengthening them because a Jew has an neshama. Even a Jew like that, who says, Beshirus has an neshama, he's a repository of Kedusha by nature. His neshama is like a wormhole to alakus, to godliness, direct access to godliness. For the world of evil, it's a gold mine. To have someone who has a repository of godliness, direct access to the divine resources of life, is a great resource for Klippa, because Klippa knows it depends on his existence on the divine resources of life, but it's very hard to access it, because it's, it, it resists Kedusha. So when you have a Jew who who by de facto has an neshama, a chilekol kamimal mamish, a repository of kedusha and holiness, it, it, here Klippe has a great opportunity and a great advantage in, in um, nurturing off that resource. And through that, they take godly energy and use that and manipulate it, exploit it, and abuse it to strengthen their own agenda, the agenda of evil. And that's a terrible thing. And in return, it also empowers those forces of evil to even hold a, a stronger grip on that person's on that person's evil nature. He becomes, and it's a spiraling. It's a, it's a process of spiraling down, uh, which feeds on itself. The more a person gives in to these evil resources, the more he strengthens them, and the more they exercise a greater force, a greater power over his life, over his consciousness, over his entire neshama. And, and it's only getting worse by the day. The Mithil Rebbe says a remarkable thing. He says that even such a person, uh, sometimes it can happen that a person can be so married, so wedged into that keser uh, de klipa, that cosmic force of evil, but it only focuses on one issue. He says an example, he says for that, is the time of the second Beis Amikdash, or the first Beis Amikdash. First Beis Amikdash, when people were uh, so addicted to the Zohar, as the Gemara describes in Sanhedrin, uh, Mitla Rebbe doesn't bring that, but just mentioning his aside, now the Gemara mentions Sanhedrin, remarkable tales and stories 
of the incredible addiction people had to Avedi Zohar. It was just uh, unfathomable. And um, so, the, so the, the Mittler Rebbe says, this came as a result of them giving in to certain temptations of Avedi Zohar until they became so addicted, they couldn't separate. They became synonymous with that Avedi Zohar. And he says that these people were in other areas of Yiddishkeit perfectly fine. They had Kabbalah It's a contradiction to us. But to them it did not seem contradictory. The desire to worship an idol, which to us is inexplicable, was so powerful, had such a powerful grip on their consciousness that they weren't able to separate from it. And yet in other areas they could be perfectly from Jews believing in Hashem and yet worshipping idols. And he says that the kings of, of uh, Malchus Yisrael who were worshipping idols, as we know at the time of Achav, there were only 7,000 Jews that, that did not worship idols. He says many of these kings were great men, as the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, that the Abishah spoke to Menashe and said to Menashe, you and I and David HaMelech will, will, will go in Gan Eden, will march in Gan Eden. These were great people, yet they were addicted in a, in, a, in a most obnoxious way to the world of a, of, of, of a desert. So we see an attachment to evil that is so strong and so powerful that it's become like a way of life. Very cool, very real. It's not like a, a passion that over, overpowers you. It's you've become synonymous with it and very hard to shed. And then the middle of is a remarkable thing. That these neshamas from the time of Bayez Rishon who were so wedged and married to the Klip of Then Hashemus came down uh, in the Middle Ages. Here's when we see something interesting in history from the time of Rashi. Till the time of the Arizal, there was a, um, a, a flood of pogroms, persecutions against Jews, where Jews were forced to abandon the religion or facing death. We have the Crusaders, then we have the Inquisition, um, the, the, the expulsion from Spain and Portugal. And the Mittal Rebbe says that these were the Nishamas that were unfortunately so addicted to it, the Zoran time of Bayez Rishon, and then as a kapora, as a tikkun for that Nishama, they had to come back in those days and face these very harsh, excruciating challenges where they would. And he says, these people were happily philosophers. Philosophy was very strong in the time of the Rambam, Ibn Ezra, and all the way till the Rizal, philosophy was very, people were very intellectual. Everything had to be understood through Seichel. And yet, when it came to Mesiris Nefesh, they were asked to betray their religion, they were willing to die. He says, to die, even when, see, a person doesn't have a philosophical inclination. So then you embrace whatever you believe with, with, with more, um, uh, you know, illogical, with an illogical approach. But people that are by nature philosophers, and yet when they're asked to deliver their, um, to surrender their, their religion, and they're, they're unwilling to do so even at the cost of death, that's an incredible test. He says, this is the test that was attacking these nishamas that instead of being addicted to Avedi Zohar, they're willing to die for it, not to worship Avedi Zohar. So this was only until Arizal, and after Arizal, he says, it stopped. Those types of persecutions stopped. The Rebbe writes in a letter, 
somebody asked him about this piece of the Mittler Rebbe, that we know there was a lot of persecution afterwards. There was the Holocaust, there was there were other things, Tachtat. And the Rebbe explains that what the, what the Mittler Rebbe was speaking about is persecutions that are associated with religious choices. Where Jews were faced with a test. They had a choice to save their lives by converting to another religion or dying. And this only happened until Darizal. And he says Darizal was from Eulam Atikun. He revealed the study of Kabbalah and that changed completely the, the situation in the world and says it will never happen again. Mittler Rebbe promises that this type of persecution that we saw all the way from Rashi's time, he says from the beginning of the time from Rashi, in the year Tatnu, until um, Darizal's time, in the year Shin Lamed Gil, uh, this was a special period of 500 years which had many of these neshamas from Ba'ez Rishon and their addiction to evil was so powerful that they weren't able to separate from it because they became literally married to it. And that's the more shrirus libe eilech, that the heart no longer has control over the person. The person's heart is now completely wedged into a world of evil.